What's going on, everybody? I am not Jeff Styles. I'm not Jen Lambert. I'm not any of the team here at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. My name's Clint Powell. I host a podcast called During the Break Podcast, but I want to ask you to do me a favor. When you're done listening to today's podcast of the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, leave them a rating and review. Share it with your friends. It's the number one way to help podcasts grow, and they are trying to do something new, and so they're going to need your support. Now, after you're done listening to them, if you want to find out more about my podcast, you can go to DuringTheBreakPodcast.com or just search During the Break Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. But before you listen to my podcast, give this one a listen, Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Bye, everybody. And uh, just like Clint, I'm also not Jeff Styles, Jen Lambert, or anybody else at the team other than Brian. Since we have to do it, hello, how are you? Hey. Happy happy Monday, though there is yeah. absolutely no such thing. <laughs> the absolute worst phrase ever said by anybody. Happy Monday. Sounds like you've got a case of the Mondays. And I was about to say the next worst thing is, <laughs> sounds like somebody has a case of the Mondays. And I, Jen, you do it some, so I'm going to be throwing you under the bus on this. That's the happy hump day stuff. Get rid of it. Look, okay, get ha- rid look, of the happy hump day I stuff. Do, on Facebook? I just, any, at any time. I never say it. I just post it. Hey, happy hump day. <laughs> I, I do it. Uh, Jen- I do do it. I do do it. You said doo-doo. Jeff got his uh, <laughs> COVID booster. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you think he's dumb. If you're a uh, COVID's going to kill us all, then you think he's a hero. If you're in the middle like me, you think, why the hell did you do it in the middle of the week, dude, when everybody's <laughs> getting sick after they take the damn thing? If you're someone like me, I think you're... I think you're being a big baby. You should have gotten your butt in this chair. Well... Bleep happens, and that's fine, and we transition on the fly. Um, I have never had the just regular flu shot. No. Have you, Russell? No, No? I've never had a flu shot. I I mean, most people, let me rephrase that. I don't know about most, but many, many people do get the just seasonal flu shot, which I can't imagine that the formula is a hell of a lot different than the COVID-19 vaccine. Right. Because the Flus are all very similar. They're just scientifically, you know, different in ways that I can't even begin to pretend to act like I understand. But they can't can't be that much of a different of a formula. My mom gets the flu shot every year without fail and then gets sick, really sick, without fail. That's what people tell me. Yeah. What are you doing? For me, I'm like, oh, I could get the vaccine (laughs) for the flu and, like, guaranteed get really sick, or I could not. And probably not get the flu. Yeah, I, I, I rarely get sick anyway. I mean, I, 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 it's kidding, not kidding, not trying to brag. It's just, I mean, I had nothing to do with it. It's just the way that my genetic makeup is. But I, I kind of won the genetic lotter, lottery. You know, I'm an mm. average build uh, American white male, mid, middle age with a very good immune system. And uh, just generally speaking, uh, overall pretty healthy, though I have done nothing to add to that in my entire <laughs> life like i mean literally i don't i don't work out i don't even walk i don't take i don't run i don't do jumping jacks i don't do anything i sit on my dumb ass all the time you're an ectomorph and i'm a what you're an ectomorph what is like, that from ghostbusters no that is somebody who is just genetically predispositioned to have a slender you know, you're not. You, you don't easily put on weight. What, whatever the you terminology can much is, do what you want. I'm thankful as I could be for that. And I, um, my my point to say all that is, I don't, I don't hardly ever get sick. I don't hardly ever get the flu. Me Almost never. Yeah. Like I could count if I just had to sit down. He could give me a little while to recount the years. Mm-hmm. It's it's a half dozen times in in a dozen to fifteen years. Yeah, yeah, me too. Why the hell would I take a flu shot? The yeah, last, that's my thinking too. The last time I got really super sick was catching it from Russell. Sorry, that was also the last right time before, I got super sick. Right before the pandemic happened, 
Well, and and it's uh, it's not that I you know I never do. If it does, it's in the wintertime usually. I can remember a few Christmases Season ruined change. because of, 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 you know, can't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to get out of bed anyway, so yeah. it didn't bother me. Everybody, you know, <laughs> just, I'll just, I'll, I'll catch up with you later. Uh, but this is the uh, Chattanooga Drive-In Show. You can find it on all the platforms, wherever you find good or bad podcasts. We are there Monday through Friday. Almost absurdly, uh, five days a week. Not what many no, people do. No, it's good. It's no, it good. is. It it's is good. good, but it's it's unusual. And when I talk to people about it, they're like, "Wait, what? You, huh? Wait, huh? We are the you pioneers do, of no. the morning show podcast. You do what every day? Now, to uh, to give context to the people that I'm talking to who might have an understanding of what uh, this this medium not not broadcast media but podcast media is they're not they haven't done it for years and years and years and years and putting together a show is like the most exhausting thought in their life right and because it can be and Mm -hmm. and, it can be and and it is actually (laughs) um so but but uh yeah it's it's a little bit different breed every day 5 a.m or 5 p.m or whatever time you want to listen to it uh you can find it and there you go jeff jen uh russell and myself brian uh, Dave Hooker, who will uh, join us here uh, live from somewhere on another part of the planet, that Russell will uh, 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 give us the uh, location here shortly. And <laughs> He's in a uh, warehouse somewhere. So I woke <laughs> up today, and um, you know Mondays are never a fun day, regardless of what time we're doing this. No mornings are days that I uh, ever care about. But so I, I woke up at I didn't go to, I went to bed late last night at two o'clock, which is I usually go to bed between twelve and one. I stretched it to two for dumb. No good reason. 10 to 11 is the magic hour. I'm and told. then I woke up at 6 and guzzled down a couple of uh, 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 bowls of, of life cereal. And then my phone starts dinging at 8. I'm sorry. Well, about 7.45. Yeah. And, well, actually, the first one would have been it at 5.30 from then. Jeff, but yeah. I didn't get that one. Yeah, and then I sent you one at 6-something. And then, um, so I actually feel remarkably well. For uh, being woken up every two hours for the last uh, <laughs> uh, 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 ten hours or so, and I so I'm sitting there and I'm not stressing, but I'm not happy right. about this news. All of a sudden, of having to <laughs> to uh, kind of drive a, a a spoken word hour ish will be less than an hour today probably. Uh, but so I'm thinking, what do we want to do? Want to do an open? Want to do a wrap up? What do we want to do with mountains? And I'm, you know, I've got my head's racing around. We overthink it, and I, then we I, get in here, and we don't do anything that we plan. I know, I know. It and happens I, every time. And I can't, yep. go, I can't go back to sleep because of it. And But I am thinking after, I mean, I can throw together a show pretty quickly if I need to. Doesn't mean it's going to be good, but I can. And I'm like, damn, this is good. And then I'm, or this is going to be good. This is going to be fine. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. It's going to be fine. Yes. And Your I'm, texts to me were hilarious. And it, I'm just kind of, and then I'm like thinking, and then I kind of, I don't fall asleep, but I kind of doze around. And then I'm like, wait a second. What did I just think about? <laughs> what was I just doing? And I'm like this, I wasn't dreaming. I was wide awake, but it's like a dream. Yeah. If you don't write it down, if you don't like document it, write that moment, it's going to just disappear. Like, oh, I got these great ideas for the show tomorrow. I'll do this, 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 and this. 20 minutes later, wait a second. What? <laughs> yeah. What was I going to do for the Give show tomorrow? Give it another 10 years. <laughs> then it happens more rapidly. I, 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 more frequently. I, I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. So, um, that will is will be called the beginning uh, of the show. We'll get to the upfront wrap up here in a minute. Um, nothing super topical. I haven't done my regular podcast in a while, so I had a lot of notes to self. So we'll just kind of just have conversation today uh, and see where it goes. If you're watching on Facebook or wherever, uh, you're going to just listen to a voice that you can't see and then That's just okay. see Jen and Russell. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's not a whole lot. of. I don't even turn this the camera on that I would be like, hey, I don't even turn that on anymore because there's no reason to. Uh, generally speaking, maybe today there was, but a lot going on. So let's uh, find out what's happening loosely here on this crappy Monday with uh, <laughs> Russell Stroud. Well, it's been a very good weekend for Adam Brazil, the 38-year-old Grundy County man. He was fully exonerated by Governor Bill Lee. This comes after a murder conviction in 2007 for a crime that many now believe, including the governor, he did not commit. Mr. Brazil maintained his innocence the entire time. He was eventually freed in 2019 after a plea deal to lesser charges following an appeal. Governor Lee, in a press conference, said, Part of the system includes the ability for an exoneration when the evidence becomes clear that there's been a breach of the justice system, as was the case in this particular person's life. And that's why we've done what we've done today. Can I interrupt you? Okay, yeah. 
What I don't I don't what was that story? Do you remember this story? Yeah, it was it was a murder that happened in Grundy County, uh, and there was a lot of question as to who was the person who did it, and because of some. Uh, I would say circumstantial evidence. Uh, Mr. Brazil was the person who was picked, but now, if I recall correctly, it's believed that someone who's actually now dead is the person who's responsible for the killing. So it's a really complicated case. Was it DNA? I think DNA is what later... Or a technicality? DNA is what later led to them thinking it was a different person that did it, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess good for him. Yeah. And one more thing. Uh, Claude Finch, the man who was arrested, accused of sexually assaulting a woman on Southern Adventist University campus in Collegedale, now faces another charge, this time of stalking. One woman told the police that Finch followed her in his vehicle for quite a ways and even parked his car next to hers whenever she would stop. This reportedly occurred on the same day as that alleged sexual assault. Finch now faces a charge of stalking in addition to those older sexual assault charges. And now from the Aleutian Islands between the United States and Russia, it's Dave Hooker. Well, we now know who's in the college football playoff, but we don't know the future of the college football playoff. I'm Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports, four teams selected on Sunday to participate in the college football playoff. So that's exciting. Remember when we said for 75 years that no, college kids couldn't play that many games? There's just no way. Well, we do have a four-team playoff now. The question is, does it go to eight? I'm personally an eightist. I like the top eight teams decided by no, not a committee, but a formula. They don't want to do that because they want a television show throughout the season. I'll tell you one thing about the college football playoff. It's not going to go to eight. It's going to go to 12 eventually. Wait and see. Why? Because the SEC wants it to. They will have more teams in a 12-team playoff than anybody else, especially since adding Texas and Oklahoma, more teams means more money, means more viewers. The SEC will just continue to be the preeminent conference in college football. So I hope you like four. Uh, four's good, but it's going to be 12 pretty soon. And we're going to see a college football playoff like most people would have never dreamed just 10 years ago. I'm Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Okay, I've got some answers for you on that Adam Brazil thing if you want it. Yeah, curious. So I was partially right in my recollection. So what happened was there was a 60-year-old uh, Malcolm Burroughs who was murdered back in 2006. And it wasn't known who killed him. Well, a witness picked Adam Brazil out of a photo lineup. And that was the only evidence that there was that Brazil was connected to this case at all. Uh, and so he was sent to prison. He was convicted uh, based on that evidence alone. Later, in 2015, uh, it was determined that uh, uh, fingerprint evidence showed that a different person was at the scene of the murder. That person committed suicide two years after the uh, murder happened. So mm -hmm. the person who's likely responsible for the killing is dead. Uh, and Adam Brazil uh, was cleared. He entered what's called an Alford plea, which means he admits that there would be enough evidence to convict him, but he maintains his innocence. That was in 2019, I believe. Um, and so he went home because he had already served more time than another conviction would allow for. Well, the governor, uh, seeing this case, uh, entered an exoneration, which means that not only is he not in prison because mm -hmm. he's not in prison, his record is completely cleared. So okay. he doesn't have anything on his record now. Say he tries to get a job and they say, oh, you were convicted of murder three times. You know, that that's not there anymore. It is the Chatting with Driving show. That's Russell, Jen and Brian in with you today. Jeff out with his... Uh, COVID issues. issues and uh, it it's does not a, have COVID. It's a Monday. Oh, it does not have COVID. It does yeah, not yeah, have the booster. COVID. Yeah, the, the booster. But uh, <laughs> so we'll handle things for you today and appreciate you being here at the uh, Lodge Cast Iron Studios. Want to thank all the uh, the sponsors, which I don't have in front of me, but you know who you are Tennessee American Water, uh, Bruce Dodd and People's Home Equity, Robin Ring. Uh, da, 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 that is all top ahead. So if you think of anything else, Jen, as we go, throw it yeah. out there. But um, you know who they are if you listen regularly and uh, you patron them every day. So, like, you, I'm, I'm, I'm being repetitive at this point. Like, I know I already bought a house from Robin. And I already <laughs> I already got the mortgage from Bruce Dodd. And I, I already uh, went to the sports bar and worked out this morning, Brian. Chattanooga Stop telling me about Chattanooga it. Chattanooga Safety Products. And I'm, I'm so super safe because I bought latex gloves from Chattanooga's uh, Safety Products. Like, stop telling me about it. I already yeah. know. The Intentional Living Podcast, with this, which is also Bruce Dodd. Yeah, also Thank Bruce you very Dodd. Much. 
and uh, Guardian what? Investment Advisors. Oh, yeah, and DeMarlin, DeMarlin uh, Dean and 9 what and all that. So there you go. Thank you very much. All right, let's see. Um, oh, wait, let's just touch on that for a second. Sure. DeMarlin Dean, 9 what podcast. That's awesome. There mm-hmm. are so many great podcasts locally. And I, <clears throat> I, spe- I specifically want to thank uh, Clint, who... Gave us that endorsement. You heard on the front end there, a uh, front end of the show. Yeah, he gave us an endorsement uh, out of the blue. It was not solicited, so thank you very, very much. We really appreciate that. Clint's uh, approach is to uh, it's the the lift all tide, the boats with all tides kind of thing, high tides, and uh, he's been doing that in a shotgun manner, meaning just regularly and just spraying it out there through social media for a long time now yep. and so we've we're, we're kind of taking trying to take that model from him a little bit as he's trying to learn from our model as well so we do two completely different things we do um and that's <laughs> that's good that's fine that's what we want to do um so real quick russell i want to talk to you well all three of us uh, i pulled this to to spend some time on it on i'm only gonna do one or two stone on air podcasts for the rest of the year, you know, the rest of the month, maybe only one. It just depends on how time, uh, uh, how it permits. But I, so I pulled this from the Chattanooga Times Free Press yesterday, Hollander Womp Layout Visions in Hamilton County Mayor's Race. Yes. And it doesn't say much of anything. It really doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. I, mean, <laughs> I read it. I don't think that they think very differently at all. Is no. It no. And, That's and right. It, 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 I thought it was interesting just the, oh, well, everything I have to say will be coming out soon on my website. Yeah. Like, what are we here for? Like, what do we gather for <laughs> when you're not going to tell me anything unless it's, I mean, obviously just to get eyes and ears. This is a, uh, a nonpartisan race. Am I right? Like the city? I think so. I think so too, because there's not primaries, and they're both they're both Republicans. They whether they're a, a, right. So, uh, I think that's good. I guess I also don't sure. know. I mean, we all know what parties they are, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're both very strong Republicans, right. and uh, probably I would say moderate Republicans for the most part. Um, really. I would say Womp is a moderate Republican. I would say Womp yeah. absolutely is. I don't know Matt Hollander. I so. don't. I don't really know Matt at all um, either. Just, I'm, I've, just I've, I've met Weston. I've met Weston twenty five times. I'm tired of meeting you, Weston. We've by the way. had Weston on. on <laughs> yeah, the I'm show. tired of meeting you. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm what? Yeah, I know, dude. Weston's actually a really good interviewer. Oh, he's a, he's, he's, an, he's an incredible, incredibly sharp uh, broadcaster yes, too. He should stick to that so. and not run for mayor. But <laughs> they, they, well, the guy's just looking for. He's just he's just he's chasing offices. He he, he yes, wants to be a, every time there's an opening. He wants to be a politician. Good for him. That's fine. Yeah. My biggest question with with the county mayor and this you know stupid questions from a stupid guy who doesn't pay that close attention to the to the fine details mm-hmm. of of most political. Um, positions, whether they be the most powerful to the to the to the least powerful, between the city and the county, I get very confused of who does what. And I asked oh, okay. I asked him Kelly about this when he was running for uh, office. When I had him in, we all you know he was st- he made all the media stops. Yeah, at the old station, and and we didn't have enough time to get into it. He gave me a very generic answer, and then we moved along to the next mm-hmm. next subject. Where does the county and city mayor? duties where how are those yeah how is that divided how are they delegated do you do do you have any insight to this yes because i i don't it actually the more i think about it there's red bank there and they're i don't know if they're in exactly an incorporated city but east ridge is they have a mayor they have right they have a, a city council they're in the county like are there regular weekly meetings between Brian Williams and Eastridge and uh and 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 the city mayor and the county mayor shed some light on sure well they'll to meet me on how that uh, works to answer that question they'll meet on a as need basis uh, so all, it's not like a kid it's that county commission regular meeting I don't believe so I've never heard I've never heard of those but things. I'm pretty sure I mean I know from talking to all parties involved that they regularly call each other on the phone and that kind of thing um the county the county mayor is arguably a more important position than the city mayor it's in much term, bigger in terms of money yeah right because bigger space anyway right because the county mayor is in charge of uh allocating moving around and directing the county commission which in turn is partially in charge of allocating funds to the school board so that's also very important um allocating those funds for bigger projects right like the county mayor and the city mayor collaborated on bringing vw in sure that couldn't have happened without the county mayor's involvement so the purse strings of the county also entail the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office. So that's a big aspect of what the county mayor is presiding over. 
Um, it, it's it's just two different domains, really, is what it comes down to. And is the, it lateral though? Are they are they equal? They're no. Um, the city mayor is over the city, and the county right. mayor is over the county. The county, which incorporates the, the city, city within it, so there's city government that the county mayor can't touch, and there's county okay. government that the city mayor can't touch. There's not really any real meaningful overlap there except for in joint projects that well, are that's specifically what I'm saying. joint projects. So to me that sounds like it's a fairly equal Yeah. It's just they're just serving different purposes. Yeah, that's, that's probably a good way of looking at it. And then the congressional um representative in this case would be Chuck Fleischman, I believe all of Hamilton County is in the third district. I believe that's right. He he ultimately is is where a lot of funding from D.C. is going to come. Right. So and we get like the, the Chickamauga Lock and that kind of thing. Is, and in, in what way now? I, I mean, I'm getting confused on what my question is. What way does the congressional um, congressional operations to to the to the governor to the county to the city? decide where all this money goes like 27 highway 27 right behind us here that just got finished the last year or so mm -hmm. biggest tennessee uh, interstate project at the time <laughs> in history yeah it's, it been lasted dwarfed. forever yeah yeah, yeah it's it, not over it, it, well it's mostly done but so that that's something that congress is going to get with you know give money to fund part portions of that well keep in mind there's two different congresses now because we've got the state legislature and the federal legislature. Okay, that that convolutes my question even more. <laughs> yes, all right, all right, all right. And so that's the city, that's the county, that's the congressional representative, that's the governor. Right. That's where I'm like, man, I'm dumb. I don't know how any of this works. Okay, so there is a podcast called Chattanooga Civics. Yeah, it's very good. That spells all of this out for you. I, I know that that's a podcast. In, Sounds like it would bore me to tears. In layman terms, well, you know, I thought the same thing, but it didn't. Hmm. It is pretty interesting. If you just want to learn the basics, that's where you go to to do that. The money, the money though, uh, structurally is very much like trickle down economics when it comes to how this works because federal money from the Department of Transportation goes to TDOT, the Tennessee Department of Transportation, which works on uh, state and federal highways, right? So they'll be working on 27 and they'll be working on I-75, 24 split, all that stuff is TDOT. But then there's CDOT, Chattanooga Department of Transportation, and they handle all the potholes and everything around the city, and they do a great job of it. And they get money from They're TDOT. They're getting better. Wink, They're wink. getting better. <laughs> no. And they get Smirk, money. smug. <laughs> they get money from TDOT, and they get money from the city government. So there's sort of two sources going into there as well. Well, this even goes back to the very first question that I asked Tim, that I asked another radio show asked me, what do you, what should I ask Tim before, Kelly, the city mayor now, mm -hmm. uh, how do you know how to be the mayor? Right, right. Like, how do you know how to do this? Uh, Weston Womp is a, uh, a a lifelong child of a of a of a, of a, of a mostly adult lifelong uh, politician right. and Zach and third yep. congressional uh, uh, representative, mm -hmm. the one that Chuck has now. And uh, Matt Hollander is I I don't remember what his father's position was. It was more localized on the assessor of property or something I, or, or right, some, yeah. I mean I, I don't even something along those lines it's it not was an, it was an appointed position if I remember correctly yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not that important what it was but it was a local longtime position that he held okay so great that's what your your, your parents did something along the lines of governmental right. service how do you know how to be the mayor who's uh, who tells you what well, how to make these these things turn there is a lot of crossover believe it or not and and I think that Tim Kelly has exploited that quite well in that the running of a, of a city is very similar now because cities are corporations, like specifically Chattanooga is To a running a company. To running a corporation, right, because yeah. they're both corporations. The difference is instead of a board of directors, you've got the city council. So you have to whip them into shape, you know, so to speak, sure. to put together special programs to get money to fund those special programs. That could be filling potholes. That could be expanding community centers. That can be anything. The mayor is one part of a big puzzle he's the top of the puzzle but he can't do anything without the smaller pieces of the puzzle beneath right. him i guess the, the the only reason I, I i don't question tim is i'm i'm friends with him and i i believe in him Me i too. don't i don't i again i've met weston 25 times and i'm tired of meeting him so he's not one of my favorite guys in the world but sure. i think he's sharp as, as he could be very much i so. don't know I, that he yeah. knows how to be the mayor and then it comes down to matt hollander 
All I know about the Hulk, the Hulko company is that they sell the most expensive windows <laughs> and replacement doors but in the city. They were pretty, but they were pretty, and they're they're very high quality. My my home hey, has Hollander. Yeah, hey buddy, hey buddy. Um, that's not my buddy Paul and me. Hulko. Uh, that's what I remember. And yeah. and so does what does that make Matt Hollander? In any position to be uh, well, of that make- high of position, just because you you basically inherited a very strong business from your father. I, I would say no. That alone does not qualify it, one to be in any position. It doesn't. But if we if we go by the Tim Kelly model, he's been a business owner. He's owned many businesses around town over his lifetime of living here, with the exception of going off to college or grad school or whatever it was sure. in New York. Um, but I think that his business experience is what makes him good, you know, a good candidate sure, for that. No, I, and I, I think Matt Hollander falls into that same category. I think really what it's going to come down to and what's going to sway opinion one way or the other is endorsements. If Tim Kelly, as an example, puts his name behind Matt Hollander, that's going to mean a lot for a lot of people. Well, I, he, I, I yeah. would guess he wouldn't do that, though. I don't think he would. Either. I don't think he would. I wouldn't think. I, I, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think he'd do that. And obviously, in, in every uh, turnover of of any political position, there's going to be holdovers that are campaign mm-hmm. advisors and all that. And I get that that's all a yeah. thing too. And in the, in a race like this one, it's not very hot because either way. Is the policy going to be that different? You're getting the same guy. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're that far, but pretty yeah. much getting close to. <laughs> well, you're getting close to the same guy. Um, now, if it was Tim th- Boyd against Matt Hollander, that would be entirely different. That would be a completely different conversation right. that I could add more color to for sure. <laughs> uh, but that's not that's not the case. Because remember, he announced he's not running again for county commissioner. No, he did announce he's not running for any position. He he's he, he he's holding to that. That's what he said. Uh, that's what he said. He said the last time he got elected that he wasn't going to run again, and I've been waiting for him to go back on that. <laughs> well, earlier this week, he said he's not running for any position after well, after he, last election. He's probably close to his mid-60s by now, yeah. so he's probably ready to retire either way. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here real quick? Um, so I'm surprised I was even able to get this Times Free Press uh, article and print it off just yesterday because I lost my debit card. I didn't really lose it. I left it at Finley Stadium. and. Nope. Um, uh, <laughs> And, and I tried to get it back because I talked to the vendors and they said, we think it's in our safe. And then I got with Chris Thomas over there and we went and looked, couldn't find it. And so I uh, I canceled it and got a new one. Yeah. So every all my recurring fees that sucks. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It 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 sucks when you got the ones you have to have. Right. And I re, and it, it, luckily with the Google wallet, it can automatically update all that stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. But my times free press description uh, lapsed Wall Street Journal gone Rolling Stone gone oh man oh. well I get notifications every day hey all you gotta do is update it get it back I'm like I don't know if yeah, I want I it back so. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want it back yeah. and so but I'm not sure yet I don't know and so I pulled that off from uh Times Free Press yesterday, and it let me in somehow. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you in on a secret about TFP. I haven't, I haven't had a subscription in like five years, and they still let me in. I don't know why. Well, that's interesting. I was using, yeah. I was using. Why would all... you say that on public? <laughs> <laughs> don't tell anybody. Well, I actually just um, subscribed, so I am a subscriber, and I'm expecting my um, iPad. Okay, good. Then I need your login because I use. Uh, I will J- have leave it to you. <laughs> I use Jason Kirk, our old buddy Jason oh, Kirk. We all use Jason <laughs> for uh, for the longest time for just for the fun of it, for the sake of uh, just transitioning. And this is what they swore. Time flies. It doesn't have anything to do with it, whether you're having any fun or not, and that's part of where I wanted to go with this. I'm not, again, as you just we talked about before we even started, I'm not even close to half the things I wrote down to myself. <laughs> that's how it always goes. Um, <sighs> choose your own adventure. Do we want to talk about news, gathering, distribution, responsibilities, or do we want to talk about abortion rights? Oh, gosh. Let's talk about news. Gathering. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> Because I had both those, and uh, neither of them have anything to do with the exact headline of the day. We spent a lot of time on abortion Friday. I I know, and I have a lot. I stayed out of it for the most part, and I and I and I. That's fine. We'll 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 shelve that. Um, And I did have some specific things that maybe I'll mention quickly on the way out that I wanted to say that actually leads a direction you probably wouldn't expect me to go. I would like to get into that issue Um, with you, though, if you are if you're interested. We'll we'll see where we go here. Um, Tell me real quick, Russell. What did what did Chris Cuomo do specifically that is a 
uh, an ethical violation in a journalistic sense, specifically to you. Okay, so there are there's multiple ways of looking at what an ethical violation is because it's hard to say that there's a hard line like there's no constitution <laughs> you know in journalism where it's like oh yes this is an ethical violation yeah different organizations have different rules on what ethical violations are and i think cnn has spoken pretty clearly in in that they think he violated whatever their ethics guidelines are um in my opinion it's and this is just my opinion in my opinion it's highly inappropriate to contact sources and then forward source information to a political individual uh, for political reasons. And I don't care who it is, right? It could have been Trump. It could have been Cuomo. It could have been anybody. I don't care. You don't do that. I think that it is that. But also, I think, you know, as, as somebody put it in the, in the Times today mm-hmm. very well, or Friday very well, um, he used his own journalistic, you know, uh, cred. Yeah, credibility, yeah. contacts, whatever, for personal gain. It was per, it was for personal use F- to to aid and help his to, brother yes. in his political position. Yes, right. to help position his messaging because to he help was but spin ha- it. Right. Talk to me like I'm five. Okay, how did he help his brother? What what did he do? That created an advantage for he the got, former governor of New York. He, he got was, dirt on the people that were, you know, accusing him of the harassment. Right. And he got information from other journalists who were writing pieces on it, on who those individuals were. That should never have happened. Also, um, he was, according to some of the allegations I've read, and I'm not just throwing out conspiracy theory here, uh, he was working on actual messaging from the campaign, right? So a, um, a gubernatorial chief of staff was in contact with Chris Cuomo, and they were working together on messaging. Mm-hmm. As a journalist, you should never, ever do that. Was he using that on his own uh, broadcast, or was he was he the middleman for other influential news outlets or other people on his network or other I, people was under the his... the middleman for his brother's situation i would say that that doesn't really matter you know as as an individual you have a responsibility to not do that (laughs) what if i tell you that i and i kind of mentioned the other day that i don't consider chris cuomo a journalist i consider him a television show host i think and if you can get information to make your show better why wouldn't you do it he's a well he's a columnist really is what i would call him he's a television columnist um and that's not a problem but if he wants to paint himself as a journalist and if he's presenting himself as a journalist, that's a problem. Especially when you've got your brother on and you're interviewing him with the auspices that it's in some way somewhat journalistic. And then it turns out that you're working behind the scenes with his campaign. That's dirty. I get I get that it's uh, that he's quite the hypocrite because he did say there were certain things he wouldn't talk about because of this. Right. And then he's turned around and doing that. Yeah. Okay, right. Well, whatever. Hypocrites are every around every corner. Yeah. You know, so what? And the main reason I asked that question is, is because uh, one of my favorite anchors um, of the of ever, really, of the, certainly of my lifetime is Brian Williams. Okay. Yes, me too. I just, I really think he is very good he at very presenting good. a television program. Mm-hmm. And I have gotten to the point where I believe that these, that these cable news networks are anything but news. They're, it's the MTV of news. Yeah. It's just television. It's just sensationalized television. It's entertainment. When I turn on Brian, he's he's ret- uh, he's leaving NBC next he week. Is, yeah. So I and I stopped even watching his show the last year because I was just I was I knew what I was going to hear already. Yeah. It's just it's just it's just it, it's just a television program. But I've been watching the last couple of weeks because I know he'll be done next week, and then I'll be done with just about every cable news television show. And his big thing, of course, if you don't know, you don't care. But his his uh, basically made up stories of in Iraq. Yeah, he said he was shot at by a RPG and a yeah. helicopter and all that. And um, it turns out he was in the air in one of those helicopters, but it was not his. And I've I've listened to actually psych, uh, psychiatrists, psychological podcasts that actually explain how a brain can do something like that and how it's actually more common than you realize you right. put yourself in a position you embellish a little bit more sure. you embellish a little bit more and you start to believe it you yourself. start to believe it yourself right I, i've done it i know i've done it oh, I, yeah. I, I look back and thought or i've allowed you to believe something mm-hmm. that isn't true i, I didn't necessarily i didn't necessarily i think everybody does that all the time yeah. i didn't necessarily tell you that this is what happened but your perception is 
that's what happened. That's exactly right. And I didn't right. tell you perception is everything. That didn't happen. So I, I that that notwithstanding, the guy made up a story that's not real. Right. You can't be the headline news guy, <laughs> the biggest name in all of news. Uh, NBC, I mean, Tom Brokaw, the, the feet of walking in the steps of Tom Brokaw and those types mm-hmm. and make up stories like that. So I'll tell you, my favorite is Peter Jennings. And I, I like Jennings. I miss that style of presentation where it's it's respectful and it's serious and it has a bit of levity to it where it's necessary. Uh, but it's, you know, when you're listening to Peter Jennings, you just know, yeah, that's the news. That's it right there. There's no BS. It's just, there it is. Well, I guess my my greater point with bringing up Cuomo to to Williams uh-huh. is is that I I know that that is a uh, ethical journalistic you know suicide what he did. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know that takes credibility away from him. Yeah. I know it basically ruins his credibility in a news distribution figure forever. Yeah. I don't care. I would. I say, think his show is really good. He sure. asks very interesting questions and gets. About Cuomo? I'm talking about Brian Williams. Okay. Uh, and I, but you could interchange Cuomo here. That's See, why I'm bringing I, this I up. I think Cuomo's yeah. the same way. He's very entertaining. He's very sharp. And I, I He's just got don't. A great I don't sense like his of show. humor. I love it. I loved it's, it. It's kind so, of like the Bill Cosby thing, right? Because like, does what Bill Cosby did take away from the fact that the Cosby Show is really good? You know, to a this is a much yes. lesser thing. The answer is okay. no. It doesn't take away that the Cosby Show it is really good. Exactly. No, it doesn't. So does what Chris <laughs> Cuomo did take away from the fact that a, you know Chris Cuomo ran a pretty damn good show? I, I don't think it does, but I think that it it paints every single segment he ever had ever talking about the governor in a pr- different light. That's that I can't argue with. I don't think that many people care about the, any of this. No, because and people want to hear what they want to hear. Exactly. And I want to hear Brian Williams talk to John Meacham and and sure. uh, and whoever else. And yeah, the guy made up a bunch of stuff one day. But that's what my, I guess my greater point is, I don't consider these late night cable news shows of an integrity, responsible, needed kind of uh, approach because mm-hmm. they're just television shows, just like I don't see... Who John Stewart and wonder it's just a television show. Yeah, I think that yeah. that that era is kind of over. I think it died with Larry King in the nineties. You know when his show ended. Uh, wait, did his show end the nineties? No, he lived lo- longer than that. But the Larry King style of programming sure. in the you know early nineties on CNN. Once that went away, I think that that was the end of the era. Really. Well, there's also something I had to learn in um, in 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 broadcast industry because i'm not a news guy i never have been i'm not a journalist i've never even considered myself in investigative of any of these things but every now and again i have to handle something that was news oriented sure and i did understand that there had you know it took me a while to get it completely because i didn't study it growing up but there there's a different way of handling things and there there i as much as, as simply as just lifting a story and presenting it as your own like mm-hmm. that's easy to accidentally do oh yeah um oh, yeah Give me just a quick how you approach a you because you've been doing this now for many years. Your main approach is news gathering, mm-hmm. news distribution. Mm-hmm. How do you do that ethically, as we say, sure. and responsibly? How do you just a quick rundown? And how, how do you do, do that? You source it. Where do you gather it? Where, yeah. do, where you? How do you source it? Mm-hmm. Where do you? How do you cite it? And then how do you decide that this is what I'm going to form as my story for? listener of a podcast or a radio show or a television show with the <laughs> or whatever it is that you're doing. I would never say that any story is exclusively mine. It's it's all very public domain. If if it's something I was investigating and it was my thing, I would make that clear. But I, I would never say that any one particular story is like, this is my story and this is how it is. Uh, I source from all sorts of different places. I read TFP, I read Channel 2, I read Channel 3, I read Channel 9, I read Channel 12. And it's an amalgam of all of that plus talking to the people who are actually involved in the situations, police chief, well, their spokespeople, the, the uh, sheriff's office, Matt Lee over there, very good uh, public relations individual, uh, the fire department, uh, Lindsay Davis over there. You do you know, follow the scanners? And I do follow stuff? the I know scanners. Jason at the old station used to do that yeah, a lot. Yeah, follow the scanners, read the police blotters, and honestly, nine times out of ten, when you read a story about, say, a car crash, a shooting, a house fire especially, in any of these major news channels, and this is not like a big secret or a problem, but nine times out of ten, it's just copying and pasting the, the press release yeah, that they right. put out. Nine times out of ten. Sure. And that's like 90% of what I do 
not copying and pasting, but rewriting it so that it's easier to digest is those press releases. And then talking to people who I know, uh, inputting information that I personally know from situations like that. Um, it's, it's complicated, but it's not like, it's not like I'm the only person who could ever do it. You know, sure. I like how you, you put it one, just talking about the, the national press corps, the white house correspondence. You I'm paraphrasing you from six, eight months ago yeah. that it's just basically turned into a big rumor mill mm-hmm. amongst that's what, that's what, and that's another reason why I don't put a lot of like journalistic integrity into these cable news shows. Cause that's the only people they talk to. And that stuck with me when you said that, this is just a rumor mill amongst yeah. an industry. That's all it is. They're not actually investigating anything. They can't. They can't get close enough. It's a freaking White House. Yeah. Well, you can the, get to this line. You can all stand in the same spot, and then you can all whisper amongst yourself. And then that becomes your cable news show for that night. It so does. whether Chris Cuomo talked to his brother or not <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. All right. Here's, here's the crazy thing, though. Here's where it gets scary. You want to talk about some conspiracies that have been proven true. Here's Let's where, do it. Here's where it gets scary. All right. Uh, 2003, the Iraq war had just started or was about to begin. And there was a leak that was obtained by, I believe, a New York Times journalist. It's been forever since I've read about this, uh, that talked about how Saddam had WMDs. And there was credible intelligence that showed Saddam had WMDs. And this was like a leak from the Pentagon. It turned out the leak was made up and was indeed leaked, quote unquote, from the Pentagon, but it was curated by Dick Cheney and some of his uh, uh, some of his friends in the Pentagon, and then leaked, quote unquote, to the press. So that's that what a, say, that's what a lot of people want to believe. Yeah, and that set the stage for the justification for the Iraq War. I mean, it's crazy stuff, dude. Yeah, that might be a good segue to the duh moment. Didn't you right. say somebody had one of those? I do. I just realized I'm doing a Jeff's after. A, we're 40 minutes in. I'm like, what the hell? It's all good. It's all good. I think it's been a pretty good show. So yeah, no, no. I, I, yeah. That's why I did, I've lost track of time. All right. You want to talk about the dumb moment? Yeah, Whoever's got one. Go I got nothing. All I think right. half the things we talk about is a dumb moment already. All right. So um, as, as I am, uh, as I never, ever mentioned on the show at all, I am a devout Christian. Never mentioned that ever. I've never heard you say that. <laughs> but I have zero respect for televangelists. Zero. <laughs> zero whatsoever i know where you're going all right i do not like them i think that they are the worst of the worst in terms of leading people astray teaching people Uh lies uh and and ultimately harming people who are good people who just want to hear the the word of god uh it's a terrible thing and the worst among them in my opinion is prosperity gospel quote-unquote preachers with their quote-unquote churches i cannot stand them i am open in my disdain for them Joel Osteen is the king of all of, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so uh, he, a while ago, said that his church had been robbed of several hundred thousand dollars. And that's a pretty big deal when your church has been robbed of several hundred thousand dollars. I don't even know of any churches that have several hundred thousand dollars. Mine certainly doesn't. We have several hundred dollars, period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, this story comes from, and I'm going to cite my source here, Brian, uh, uh, click2houston.com, because that's where his Lakewood church is, is hosted. A plumber says he found money in a wall while he was doing work at the church on November the 10th of 2021. The news came to light during a radio morning show on 100.3. The dude said, it's just unbelievable the things he was telling us that they found in the walls. He was shocked when he listened to viewers on Thursday morning, but says one caller really took the segment over the edge, saying there was a loose toilet in the wall. We removed the tile. We went to go remove the toilet, and I moved some insulation away, and about 500 envelopes fell out of the wall. And I was like, oh, wow. And inside the envelopes, according to this guy, they were full of cash and checks. Mm. And uh, the Houston Police Department uh, is still investigating a seven-year-old case involving the disappearance of, get this, $600,000. Yeah, it's the top headline when you search uh, Joel Osteen or whatever his name is. It's unclear how much money the plumber actually discovered, but the case does raise a lot of questions. And Benny Hinn, a name you probably haven't heard in a long time, the faith healer, quote unquote, (laughs) Benny Hinn had almost exactly the same thing happen where a bunch of money shockingly disappeared from his church. Benny Hinn is the same guy, by the way, who was exposed by uh, a gentleman whose name I cannot remember now. 
um, for having an earpiece where he would do his you know faith healing. Yes, I remember. And he had an earpiece uh, that would uh, his wife talking to him, yeah. telling him about the individuals and what their that they were ailments pull were. Pull out of the audience. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's terrible stuff. And it these, is. You know these these poor people who have been victimized by people they and think they are deeply believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's this is what happens when you don't have doctrine. It's wild stuff. I what what are the uh, I grew up as a kid with the uh, the bakers. So oh, who, yeah. who and Faye? Jim and Tammy Faye. Jim Jim and Tammy Faye. Yeah, there's a movie about uh, that that's out. Yeah. So I I the crying and all this stuff. They were one. Right? Of, I, they they might have been the, with their own mascara running all over the place. Yeah. Yes. She might have been. They might have well. been the first to really be the most exposed for the criminal and corruption yeah, of their enterprise. With the praise the Lord. All in the name of the Lord. Yeah, right. what is it? Praise the Lord Incorporated or something like that. It's just <laughs> messed up. Something like that. Uh, yeah, it's all messed up. So we'll throw in a, a gin, whatever you got. Yeah, things got going on. I mean, it's a Monday. Jeez, what are, we, what are you going to do this week? Uh, I don't know. Take a nap all and right. I'll get back to you. I was supposed to go hiking today. You were. Yeah, That's I was right. supposed to go hiking with you. All right, Rock City's Enchanted Garden of Lights is hey. happening from now through December 23rd up at Rock City from 5 to 9 p.m. every night. Uh, the cost of entry is $14.95. Take a stroll down the lighted Granded Corridor experience the Arctic Kingdom and watch the magic forest come alive. So that sounds fun for the kids for Christmas. Yeah, the Hollanders um, put their kids in commercials. The Chases put their yes. kids in their commercials. Luckily, they're all grown-ass adults now, now, so we don't and, have to and, deal with and that And now anymore. it's the, the Pickinole girl. The what now? The Pinnacle girl. Bailey. The bank? Bailey, oh, you're not yeah. pronouncing it yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I think that's it's right. Pinnacle. I, that's what I said. I don't watch, Pinnacle. I don't watch TV. Right. I've never seen it. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. This is actually from last week so never mind that one <laughs> let's go straight to the corner all right tonight is the last night of hanukkah Chinooka. after eight nights of observances and sometimes presence the jewish festival of lights ends at sundown tonight and speaking of hanukkah Dave Grohl has made it a two year in a row tradition now to do the eight nights of hanukkah have you seen these on YouTube? Uh, like cover songs and stuff and videos? He does covers from Jewish musicians. He started it during the pandemic. He's carried it over this year. I only heard, I, I saw one. I didn't remember him doing it last year. None of it surprises me. This is the kind of stuff that he does. And that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's always usually fun. Except for, was Lisa Loeb one of them? The, the stay? Lisa Loeb was one. That was noise I don't ever want to hear again. Yeah, but that, that was, was noise I don't ever want to hear but again. It went, right back into her that you know, the I, I didn't give it enough time to find out it's anyway, a slasher version of stay it's 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 a moment of slasher. Like screaming <laughs> like yeah it starts off <laughs> you say right what i want to yeah. <laughs> i thought like, it was funny oh god anyway wow. there there are some people who are saying uh Dave Grohl is appropriating the Jewish holiday. Oh, God, shut up. Exactly. Stupid. Shut up. Go away. We don't get Lighten mad. Lighten up. There's enough negativity. We don't get mad when Jewish people do Christmas stuff. Like, <laughs> calm down. It's a war on Hanukkah, I tell y'all. War yeah. on Hanukkah. And they're the ones who killed the guy. They're I mean. taking Hanukkah away. All right. Um, also, today. From the Jew-ish. Yeah, I'm Jew-ish, too. Ish. Um. Today is also St. Nicholas Day. Do you yeah. know the story of that? Yeah, he drove all the snakes out of Ireland. Recognizing the third century saint who became the inspiration for Santa Claus, legend has it that he made gold appear in the shoes of three poor sisters. They'd left their shoes to dry by the fire, which is now we have the tradition of stuffing stockings. Right. That's where that comes from. I guess I did know that. I've heard that before, but I would have never remembered it again if you didn't tell me. So. Well, now you know. Now the I know more that. you know. Uh, and this is totally personal, and you guys probably won't relate to any of this because you are not parents. Oh, boy. But here I go. <laughs> this is my proud mom. All right. Uh, we're about to reach a, a major milestone in my household. My youngest daughter, Jessie, has less than a week to go of her senior year in high school graduating early with a 4.0 i'm wow. very proud she's already done her fafsa she's have submitted that she's already been awarded the hope scholarship wow that's terrific 
She's already been accepted to UTC, which was her choice because she doesn't want to go into any debt. And I think that's a very smart move. Yeah. She's following in the footsteps of her sister who so did the same thing. Never go into radio. UTC <laughs> actually pays her sister to go to UTC. Wow. Because she too had awesome grades. And Alex, my older, is is finishing her senior year of college this year too, or in May. Man, the years have flown by. I know. I I'm, mean, when I, I first uh, when I, I first met you, couldn't be more proud of them. Yeah, you should be. I remember when I first met you, your kids were well. Jesse was like a sophomore, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. It's Jeez. been it's been almost five years, four and a half years, something like that. Something okay, like well, that. I I thought you were about to give some kind of like sappy thing that I can't no. relate to as a parent. That's awesome. It's I don't awesome. have to have a kid to it's know that that's so cool. Yeah, awesome. that's great. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Is that all you got? No, I got more. All right. You want me to go more? As long or short as you want. We were actually... All right. We're good on time right now. Okay. You know the story that we all love about the Thanksgiving text that got sent to the wrong kid? I think that story's stupid. Okay. You guys need to (laughs) shut up. It's wholesome and it's nice. (laughs) No, you're right. It's very good. I barely believe it. (laughs) You don't believe it's a conspiracy? It happened. She was trying to send a text to her grandson. It got sent to the wrong number. What did she know? She's a grandma. The kid accepted the invitation. It's been a six-year love fest. Fantastic. It is now going to become a Netflix movie. Oh, for heaven's sake. (laughs) Called the Thanksgiving Text Story. Wow, I cannot wait. We have that to look forward to. I hope they do as good a job with that as they did with the Cowboy Bebop uh, adaptation. (laughs) They did a All terrible right. job. That's pretty much what I have here. I, I We could go right into the regional roundup if you'd like. Let's do, uh, actually, no, let's save that for a second. I'm going to do, let's do, Russell, you good on a flex? And then I got a sh- yeah. quick uh, little story I want to tell, and then we'll, then we'll do that. Okay. How about that? Yeah. Right. Whoever it's brought to you by, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, it's usually Gary Thurman, actually. Oh. Uh, and Guardian Investment. Guardian Investment. Yeah, so Jeff. Get rich with Gary. Yeah, Jeff. We trust Gary. Jeff entrusts all of his money to uh, Gary Thurman at Guardian Investment and Advisors. Accounting Service Advisors. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, really, it's Rebecca's money, but, you know. <laughs> Who's counting, right? Who's counting? Well, they are. That's the point. <laughs> Gary Thurman will count your money. Can we not money. talk about Jeff? It's Jeff's money. We don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, part of my flex, Jeff sent me a text. Oh, good. He said, just crawled out of bed. Yeah, exactly. Sorry to leave y'all exactly. hanging. Exactly. <laughs> What a big baby. Sorry to leave y'all hanging. I've See, I have a text, too. I don't know if it's from Jeff. Maybe. I got the same text. He tweets like, oh, it's all of us. Yeah, he tweeted like, he tweets this like like he's on a life raft somewhere. He says, right. just made it to couch. And it's, yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> foresee moving again it's soon. A, it's yeah. always so dramatic. Provisions running low. The men are getting restless. It's like, Randy, it's like Randy Marsh Shortness on South of Park. Breath. He's like Tom Hanks in Castaway. You know? He's like Wilson. <laughs> He'll start talking to Loki and Loki will start talking back. <laughs> Ari, Ari's the one that talks. All right, so my flex is very, very short. I was completely unprepared for Jeff being out as we usual. All were. And so I did a crap ton of research into you know things that Jeff normally does research into so that I don't have to. <laughs> so I was up on all of the headlines that I don't normally read because they don't involve people yeah, dying. I'll have no commentary likely to whatever it is your flex is. I uh, might. Okay. Go on. Are you familiar with the Nagorno-Karabakh situation? Absolutely no. not. <laughs> uh, so there's heavy fighting uh, in Nagorno-Karabakh, which is the border region between uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan, and that's that's really it. There's all there is to say. There's fighting that's going on there. Uh, Armenia and Azerbaijan are shooting at each other again, and that's that's it. That's More on Chris, Chris Cuomo and Chris Brian Cuomo. Williams show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to tune in to <laughs> Journalistic Integrity. <clears throat> Turn up the cough slider. All right, so uh, real fast. We're coming up on an hour, so we will wrap this up here in the next 10 minutes or so. All right. Um, so I was getting ready for uh, the weekend on Friday for Main Times 24, trying to get all my stuff together. We'll talk more about all that stuff tomorrow. And I was going through a junk drawer that I haven't looked in in a long time, and I found uh, a BlackBerry wow. from about it was it, 20 years ago. No, not quite 20. <laughs> it was, but it might have been about 12, probably about 12. It had a t- it had a touch screen. And so that was their last ditch effort to try to yeah. stick around. It still had the keyboard, which I just loved. I oh, loved yeah. my BlackBerry. 
I've gotten used to, you know, they're obviously junk, but I, I love that 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 uh, keyboard. But it had the touchscreen, and I plugged it up, and it charged up, and it's clunky and barely works. And but I was trying to play with it, and uh, it still took pictures. And then I I took a picture or I took a Snapchat video of me taking a picture with the BlackBerry, mm-hmm. and it just it kind of it was kind of neat looking. I, I didn't yeah. mean for it to be. It just kind of I, like I literally took a picture of my cat on the counter, with filming it with my real phone. With it's it, it just if I spent a little bit more time, I could have made something that w- might have looked like a pretty cool TikTok video or something. Yeah, yeah. And as I've gotten into my older ages of, and getting just so jaded with this dumb industry, <laughs> I'm always trying to find a new way, a new thing to try to be creative with. But I. I've let technology just run and leave me in the dust. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to play catch up when everybody's already beat you to the cool idea. And um, TikTok, Russell, yes or no, you've used it at all? You I look at it, it all? I, I know, Jen, it. I know you do. I, I don't even have it installed. But you but understand what it is. I know is. what it is. It's okay. so funny. And so, and, 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 uh, and now all the other social medias are copying it and doing the same thing. I don't look at any of those. I am obsessed with TikTok. So every week, every month, every day, whenever it is, I'm like, what the hell can I do to make TikTok videos to try to go, not even necessarily viral, just to get a little bit of traction. Peak some interest. And I, for some reason, I got thinking, and I, I'm not a real good idea guy. I'm good at like helping you with your idea yeah. and helping you make your idea much better, but I'm not very good at coming up with my own specific, like unique, yeah, I'm the same way. authentic idea. That's why I thrive in a producer setting rather than, and then a, you know, look at me, I'm the main guy setting. Yeah. Then I got to think, how cool would it maybe be to have, to just start collecting old phones and taking pictures of taking pictures of taking hmm. videos of old out of use phones. I did that. You did I that did what? I did that already. What I do you mean you ar- did that I already? I didn't do it on TikTok, but I actually went through a fit. Fa- you know, I'm I'm a kind of an amateur photographer. I, you know, I, I dabble. Everybody's a photographer. I dabble. Um, I don't have know you ever I developed your own film? <laughs> yes, I have actually. Damn it, so have I. Okay. I have. Um, I don't know if you've noticed my sky pics on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah, no, I see. Yeah, okay, I dabble. Best, yeah. But no, I, I, I was at a place several years ago now where they had a whole bunch of really old, like old-timey phones. And I, the picture was so good that somebody asked me to, to blow it up and they framed it and put it in their house. Well, I don't know. For just a flash moment, I thought, maybe I can be the guy that takes pictures of pictures <laughs> of pictures. <laughs> And it would be like picture guy or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a good and, idea. I've already done that. Yeah. Well, it, well I, I also, haven't done that. Then I also thought, oh, it, I bet they do some pretty cool time lapse videos. Uh, I'm going to take a look at hashtag hyperlapse or time lapse. There's 50,000 trillion million of them out there. <laughs> yeah. So forget that idea. So anyway, I don't know if that's an original idea or not. I guess clearly it's not. But well, yeah. that was just my million dollar or. Ten cent idea. We do have a Chattanooga Drive-In Show TikTok page, we which do? you are welcome to. Okay. Well, I can barely figure out how to use my own. <laughs> but I do love TikTok. All right. Uh, you said you have regional something or other? Shotgun shout out. I've still never completely understood this. This is a segment. shotgun shout out. Uh, bed, I believe. But no, we're not doing those. We're doing... Uh, we're doing a regional roundup, and I only Do have one. Okay. okay. This came to me yesterday. As a resident of the W Road for the past decade, I have grown to love the season changes more than I ever have. We recently survived um, the onslaught of acorns. I'm sorry, none of my glasses on. Let me put my glasses on, and then I won't make we recently mistakes survived. while I read, because I'm old now. Um we recently uh, survived the onslaught of acorns uh, do their to, that do their best to destroy anything that is below them. We get the most amazing color that completely surrounds our home because we live in a full forest canopy. After all the leaves make their way to the ground, the canopy opens up to give us the most amazing views of the Chattanooga Valley. The W Road is a special place to live, and, and if you travel this road on a regular basis, I have two simple requests. One, stop pacing, stop passing on a double yellow line in a residential area. How would you feel if I came to your neighborhood and started passing, pass, passing cars in front of your house? Stop littering on our road. It's not your trash can. To Chip Baker, Todd Lehman, and Austin Garrett, 
You've heard our issues and concerns. You've heard our suggestions. It's time to see some action on your part. We were excited about the opportunity you provided uh, us to meet with you at the Walden Town Hall. It was a step in the right direction and we thank you for that. Now let's see some results. And I'm glad he sent this to me because this is kind of a lesson for some of our listeners that you are welcome to utilize our platform to get messages like that to the people that you need them to hear it. And we have some we'll read this week, uh, 321-9229. You can text or call that as well. So there you go. That is our regional roundup. We're going to do a real quick top of the pops, which I want to go back because you did say you wanted to at least maybe hear my thoughts on the the choose-your-own-adventure potential abortion issue and i don't know where the headline is today i don't care that's not what this is about um there's 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 things that we care about and things that we pretend to care about fake outrage versus real outrage when it comes to whatever it is gun control homosexual marriage abortion all these things i put gay marriage in the fake outrage i don't think anybody cares about this I saw on one of the shows that I was watching the, the late night, you know, liberal base. Like, they're coming for the gay marriage next. No, they're not. Shut up. They're not. Stop. They're not. Nobody cares about they're that. They're coming fake, for our gay guns. That's fake outrage. But real outrage is is the abortion issue. And and, and I, I knew this, but I just didn't put a lot of pay much attention to it. That it, there are people who truly are very, very, very passionate about this. Yeah. Gay marriage, they're, they're not. Um, they might have pretended 25, 30 years ago, but they're not anymore. Mm-hmm. So this, te- this, this deserves more attention and more uh, attention to detail and more understanding of it. And when you guys told me that the, the Roe versus Wade, um, the, 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 the months, to, the time frame yeah. was 24 months. Yes. I've never in my life known that. I, I not only, and I, this is flippant, I'm sorry, it's going to sound terrible, I almost completely mean it. I not only think abortion should be legal, I think it should be encouraged. I think people who are have un, unwanted preg- pregnancies are one of the biggest problems this country has to face. I'm not asking for a response to that, that's just a, a quick little caveat to where I'm going with that. Right. That's an interesting philosophy. But, but, 24 weeks is a long damn time. That's a long damn time. And, and I didn't... That's six months. Yes. Okay. That's six freaking months. That's exactly yeah. right. And it's two thirds of the pregnancy. That, baby's that, baby's full gestation period is forty weeks. So I, think I, about it like that. I don't think most people run around screaming about this on a social media, and I, I almost guarantee you don't know that portion of it. Now, the fifteen month thing still sounds like a fine enough time. Fifteen week. Fifteen weeks. Sorry. Fifteen, 15 weeks. Month. Fifteen months. Long ass pregnancy. Fifteen weeks. Um, but I get. To, in order to allow that, that's going to, in its in its in essence, overturn Roe versus Wade. Right, and I think that, and that, that that's that's where that starts to get really interesting. It's not just like Roe versus Wade out. It's gonna they're gonna they're likely going to allow this 15 weeks in Mississippi, which is now going to open up the doors for every state to do the same kind of thing it and is. do their own kind of countdown and that's a giant step backwards and, for women's rights and it, and it absolutely is so that's where now i'm like it's one of those i used to say don't even talk to me about this i'm not gonna get out of here shut up i don't want to talk about it right wait a second maybe i should maybe mm. we should talk about it i think we should talk about it i think it's an important topic um one that i have strong feelings about i am pro-choice all the way however for me personally i do think that after a certain time frame we were even saying the 15 weeks was almost i I think that's too far for me right right into anything past the first trimester for me which is 12 weeks that's too far well i I didn't want to go any further than just to say that once i sat down and and thought about it and thought wow this is all these years it's been 24 that's what i i think that's just the ignorance that I think most people have when they start screaming, picketing, and yelling on Twitter. Do you even know what exactly is going on here? And if I don't know, there's a countless people who don't know. Right. Yeah, and I think most people think that you know the the overturning of Roe or whatever means that like no one can ever have an abortion ever. And not, I mean, for me, I'm very anti-abortion, but yeah. that's not what that is. Right. No, it really isn't. It does make it more difficult and it changes the game and it makes it actually muddies the, the political waters a lot and state mm-hmm. lines and state issues and all the state. But I think, rights it's a, issues. I think it's also a legitimate question, though. It's not just a question like no matter what side of the issue you're on, 
because medical science has advanced so far where say someone born at that what two-thirds of the way through that's not only viable and i hate using that word viable because you know, whatever but i mean someone born at that time because of modern technology can survive onto adulthood yeah, yeah I, but I, what I, is the percentage what is that percentage not not, I don't know. not much i'm sure but that that actually that but it can happen that that's the point thing. right there makes me change my mind that's right it makes it makes me think or at least think more about it rather than being hell no yeah i won't listen to you like well and it's because I, I didn't know more, that I, and, I, and i get irritated with myself when i find out something that's been 50 years old that i didn't know and right. it's, it's a philosophical question too because it's do not only is it you know women's rights and all that thing and it, cool but we're talking about now a life that could continue if there weren't intervention right so because of human intervention now, this life ceases, or what would be life ceases. So it's a philosophical thing, and, and sure. it comes down to where one falls on that philosophically as well, because there's questions about what is life, what is viability, what is a immortal soul, you know, there's all sorts of things that come into, the, into question. If, if this does get overturned and abortion becomes less accessible, way less accessible, all that abortions are not going to stop right they're just going to be done in you know secrecy which is not only going to obviously terminate the pregnancy it's also going to risk the life of the mother the women deserve to have women's medical care we do I couldn't agree more but I I was just disappointed in myself with not knowing that and I do think that the 24 weeks thing is it's too pretty late. Insane, it's too pretty late. Pretty insane. And we'll pretty much wrap it up right there. It is the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Find it anywhere you find any podcast. Find it on Facebook. If you want to watch, that's the place to do it. And I love that we can have these discussions and not, you know, kill each other. No. <laughs> what did the drummer call his twin daughters? Uh, t- uh, Tom and... Uh, Anna one, Anna two. Oh, Anna one, Anna two. I was going to say Tom and, like, snare. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're done. Have a good Monday. Prob- you probably won't have a good Monday, but we certainly <laughs> hope that you do. See you later. Bye. Bye.